1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return
1: to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 chat.
0: If I recall correctly, our next guest, Mark Specter, was the biggest fan of UB40 back in the day. Speck, how are you? UB40, there you go. I wish I could be 40 again. Yeah, well, uh, the red wine somehow seemed apropos after your piece written yesterday. Letters being held hostage by voices of their past, uh, OBC, the Old Boys Club references and the Red Wine Club, all of that and much more. We're not going to duck Speck. Stauffer Inspector brought to you in part by Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder, 3rd Red Racing returns May 5th, which will probably be the next time Edmonton goes an entire day without dropping down below zero. Uh, this is the winner's now. Speck, uh, you made some waves yesterday, big man. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to Breaking eggs to make an omelet, huh? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get to a bunch of different themes here. Uh, now you're you're in one. You've had a you know a very interesting uh, uh, week, a challenging week, and and uh, you know you you were you were in Humboldt and tragedy that puts everything in perspective and reminds guys like you and me that we work in the proverbial toy department of life, as Brin Griffis used uh, Bryn Griffiths used to remind us back in the day. Uh, and then you head off. Off to a terrific uh, opportunity to work that Winnipeg series with a fan base that uh, is watching the best Canadian team this year. I don't know if anybody thought that at the start of the year. Uh, and then, obviously, all the machinations, what was going on with Edmonton. So it's, it's been kind of a wide-ranging week for you, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, oh well, for sure. You know, um, yeah, it's humble piece for itself. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg has been... Um, <laughs> Considering they, they did what they were supposed to do and win that first game, it seemed like there had uh, been a lot of drama around just winning a game. You know, they got yeah. behind, they came back, it was uh uh it was exciting playoff hockey with a whole bunch of body contact. You know, more than twice as many hits as you'll see in a video season. Gaiman, Uh lots of fun and then the final of the interviews in Edmonton, those those final few uh walk-out exit interviews uh, took a long time to happen, didn't they?
0: All right, so give me your perspective. What is your take on what's going on uh, in Edmonton? What did you think of Bob Nicholson's availability yesterday, and and how, what's your perspective on things?
1: Well, I was, um, you know, not at all surprised that he uh, said that Shuler is back. I think this. Uh, I, first of all, I thought that's what they do, and I also think that's what they should do. Okay. I don't. I don't feel like. Uh, I just don't see further upheaval in this organization they don't need to fire a whole bunch of people now they're top people at this point um and then really i'm not sure why he held a press conference uh you know i mean i've got a lot of respect for bob nicholson and and i think it's nice that he enforced people but he really sort of had a press conference said one thing and then didn't say anything else you know um, I'm not sure why he needed to have a press conference to say that Shirelli was coming back, but I guess if that was in doubt around town, uh, it's a
0: good thing he cleared it up. All right. Uh, Oilers held hostage. Explain. Uh, that was the title. I know you don't necessarily uh, bring the titles. That's that's not your thing. Um, we And for the record, you you definitely believe that Todd McClellan should come back. You said Shirelli should be back as GM. You definitely believe that McClellan should be back as head coach as well. Is that correct?
1: Well, I do, and and uh, I just feel like the decisions need to get made by the right uh, people here. You know, if you don't want Peter Shiarelli as your general manager, then that's fine. And if you don't want that, you could go find a new general manager. If you don't want Don McCollin as your head coach, that's fine. Go find a new head coach. But if you do want those two guys in the positions that they stand, uh, if you are going to be... You know, it didn't sound like a great vote of confidence for the entire coaching staff there yesterday. Yeah, uh, I think they should make sure that the right people are making the hires on these assistant coaches. What what worries me in Edmonton, and we saw it with the Paul Coffey thing this year, is that sometimes you know someone gets the owner's ear, or or I often why you know you wonder who's making the decisions, and things like assistant coaches they get hired by head coaches and general managers, and that's it. Okay. If, I don't think, I, I have a little bit of concern after what we saw with Paul Coffee that maybe the wrong people makes, are going to be making some hires here, and if that's the case, uh, we'll be going down a road. Edmonton tried and traveled before, and it wasn't a very good road, was it?
0: Mark, for the record, was Paul Coffey hired to be an assistant coach?
1: Well, he's hired to be a... Um,
0: Development uh, be coach, powerful. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd skills coach, I guess, but... It was he a full supposed to? You know, they'll say that he wasn't supposed to be a full time coach. He was just going to be a right a consultant. I don't know if they use that word or we use that word, but uh, I don't care which you are. If you're going to be involved in an NHL team and trying to shape an NHL power play or telling NHL players how they're supposed to play, you got to be around a whole lot more than Paul Coffey was around to have any
0: useful effect. All right, uh, fair comment. And Mark, I'll take it one step further. I don't think. Uh, for the people out there that this is a believe that this is a coup d'état and Coffee's going to slide in next year as an assistant coach, full time assistant, I got to tell you, Mark, I don't believe that's going to be the case.
1: Well, I don't think he wants to be that level of coach. Frankly, he certainly did. You know, showed that this year, he it doesn't appear to be Paul Coffee's desire to spend every waking minute around a hockey team. Yeah, uh, you know, people have to know now that that coaching is. Has completely changed. We we often complain about how you know, young kids have to pick one sport, and and you can't just play hockey a couple times a week. They make make kids play five six nights a week when they when they get good. And coaching's gone the same road. I mean, somebody probably some time ago started coming into work at six in the morning, and not everybody does. Uh, you know, you watch these coaches during the regular season, and by the halfway point, you know you could see in their face, especially if they're losing. Uh, you know they they're drawn out. They're losing some color. They lose some weight. These guys they get in late and they show up early. It is a hard, many many hours job to be a, a, both a head coach and an assistant. So if you want in on that, you better be ready to be at work every day at six thirty. Uh, and if you're not, uh, you probably shouldn't take the job.
0: Mark, would it be acceptable to you if they brought the entire coaching staff back after the season that the orders had?
1: Um geez i don't know i would think that no i would think that how would i say this i would say no um and i would suspect more so okay, i know you're asking me doesn't matter what i think but i i believe that people in the orders organization uh at the top want some changes and that's far more important if they want changes there will be changes and i suspect
0: that's what's going to happen so your issue in the piece is who's influencing the decisions
1: well, yeah, the, to me, the, the Paul Coffey thing was, is, I, I didn't like it when it happened. If you want to find the story I wrote that day, I didn't yep. like it. No, you didn't. This isn't an yep. I don't like Paul Coffey thing. If you told me Paul Coffey wants to be a full-time assistant coach with his breadth of knowledge, his experience, his ability to, you know, to know everyone says he was an expert with power plays, if he wanted to buy in and be the guy and do the job, I would say he's probably be a good one. But I didn't like the way that went this year. I thought it undermined the coaches that they had. I thought it was a very bad sign that, that an old orders, some old orders, a bunch of old orders had the owners here. And uh, if we're going to start going on that road again, uh, that's a road we don't like.
0: I think the biggest thing Paul Coffee could have done to help the power play, frankly, at this stage, was to lace them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that could be. Maybe it wasn't helpful, but I'll tell you what, you sure weren't going to help it from Toronto.
0: No, that's fair. I mean, if, if, if you have any input whatsoever, I'd, I'd say you'd have to be there to assist in transitioning. I mean, it is interesting. The Oilers went from a 1-3-1 one, one to basically a spread where the, kind of a four corners power play with a guy in the middle. And that happened, coincided right around the time that Paul Coffey arrived. I'm not, you know, 100%. We don't know whether or not that was... Uh, you know, uh, an impetus or a strong suggestion for Paul, but nonetheless, that is uh, roughly when it occurred here. Who should make the decision on what combination or what individuals should make the decision on the? So we both agree that the head coach and the GM should be back, and that's, let's work in reverse order. The GM and the head coach should should make the decision. You know, the head coach, the general manager should be back. The head coach should be back. Who makes the decisions on the assistants?
1: Well, generally speaking, how does it usually work? The head coach, I it's mean, it's a decision both guys make together. It doesn't make any sense to give a head coach, assistant coaches that don't, uh, that he doesn't want, frankly, that he doesn't think he can work with, that don't think the game the same way, that that have, you know, yeah, you want guys to bring fresh ideas to the table, I get that. But these guys will have to work together. So... You know it's like anything in life the coaching staff's a team so you don't build a team by putting together people that don't fit so it's always a collaborative thing between the head coach and the general manager and many times the head coach has said to a general manager i want this guy and the chances we're not getting that guy i don't like what he does or he wants too much money or uh make another choice coach so they'll work together on it and there's enough good people out there in the hockey world that todd would know that uh, if he was indeed looking for a couple assistants or one or whatever, that he would be able to find one. I don't think that should be much of a problem at all.
0: Right now, and a lot of the listeners would not agree, Mark, Stauffer Inspector again brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, but right now as it stands, if you go back the summer three years ago, the Oilers went out and paid the price for one of the top managers available and you know either the number 1 or number 2 coaching candidate available cuz Babcock was available as well but not everybody wanted Babcock not everybody because there's a little bit of uh, cachet with that personality that not everybody agrees with the order is they did step up they did get at the top of the food chain for those positions spec is it possible that there's some assistance that are rising stars that maybe have a little bit different perspective than uh, you know uh, Woodcroft and Johnson as an example. It came from San Jose that might bring a different perspective. And do you think there'd be any hesitation to coming to a team like Edmonton at this time?
1: No, I don't think so at all. I mean, listen, it, the one I mean, let's let's make this plain. Uh, both Shirelli and McClellan had lousy years last year. The team had a lousy year. Everybody is uh, gets painted with that brush, and they should be. If someone wants to hire me to be Todd McCollum's assistant, I know full well that if we don't have a good year next year, we might all be out of here. And Todd knows that too. You know, you can't take this team with Todd and gave the missed playoffs twice in a row, because someone else is going to have it the next year, and that's just a plain fact. So that would be the only thing to me that would inhibit a guy coming to Edmonton. Uh, I would look at it the other way if I was that guy. Now, this is a team that's, that's ready for a bounce back year. They had a terrible season last year. They're making some changes. I would think that this team, you know is it's not going be a it's not going be the same team at the same caliber next year. I think everybody in hockey expects it to be better as as do I, and so do you. So uh, it's a challenge here that that would have to get met. I think it would probably be a fun place to take my NHL career if I was the the type of guy who was going to be in a system. And I could probably learn a lot from McClellan as well.
0: And the irony is, the Oilers, we don't know what's going to happen in Bakersfield yet. Uh, Both Jim Johnson and Ian Herbers have already been head coaches in the American Hockey League. Uh, Jay Woodcroft is not. Maybe there's lots of organizations, Mark, that uh, move personnel in and around their own organization to different teams as well to provide different people with opportunities.
1: Well, fair enough, and that's another sore spot here. Uh, Obviously, they don't like what's been going on in Bakersfield, I don't think. Uh, that team is. Now, I don't even, I don't know the playoff situation in that. They're, situation. they're out. They're out. It's
0: they've the they, they've had a stopped. pretty good final 20 games down there. Yeah. You know, they've played, uh, now, they they got Brassois back as well, that helped them out, and goalies, a decent goal to enter at the AHL level. Pretty good goalie at the AHL level. Uh, they're going to have better young forward prospects there next year. Um... And they missed on some of the guys they signed and, and frankly, some other guys overachieved uh and were better than they thought so uh, we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. Oh. There's lots of different balls in the air here. that's maybe why it's understandable that there's no final decision right now, and they're not the only organization that's in this position mark
1: no we're all we were also waiting for something out of Calgary, and Brad Trilliving uh, had a press conference yesterday that i that I listened to, and he basically said a lot of the same things that Nicholson said yesterday that. Uh, we got a lot of searching and a lot of answers to find uh, here in Calgary, but I don't know what they all are yet, so I don't have a lot of answers for you.
0: Speck, uh, I'm going to spin it back to you on Winnipeg. If I had told you when we were at the rookie tournament in Penticton, in and around the time that the Jets announced the extensions for both Maurice and for Dayoff, who's just a terrific guy, by the way, to deal with, um, you know, if I had told you which team was more likely to be playing on April the 13th, uh, would it have been Winnipeg or Edmonton at that time? be both of them. But, uh, you had Winnipeg know. making the playoffs? Uh, I don't remember. Frank. Not Because there was some criticism of the Jets continuing down that path. That's a team that had bad yeah. special teams and was not disciplined. Actually, the Oilers had worse special teams this year than the Jets did last year. But the, the thing is, they didn't have goaltending and their goalie, Hellebuck, gave them a hell of a year and it changed the complexion and their team gained confidence. And now they're one of the most exciting teams to watch in the league, kind of like another team we saw last year at this mm-hmm. time.
1: Yeah, no, there's, uh, I, I recall vividly at the end of last season when Cheval Dayoff and uh, Maurice were both up and they were both extended. And a lot of people are not. said, geez, why would you extend those guys? What have they done? So there's not been a more patient build here than the one here in Winnipeg. Uh, and they've done it right. They've done it. You know, Craig Heisinger has, has run the developmental side of his team. And they've drafted well, they develop developed well, and now they appear to be stocked. Yes, uh, they are a, stocked.
0: There's no debate. Long time they're, atop the Central here. They're, they're stocked. Spec, awesome stuff. And for the record, I think many missed their window. I think they needed to win game one, especially without Ryan Suter. Yeah,
1: good point by you. Uh, it's an uphill prime for Winnipeg
0: here. Or for Minnesota
1: or, and or Winnipeg. Minnesota, I should say, yeah.
0: Mark, as always, thank you for uh, joining us on short notice. And uh, enjoy tonight in Winnipeg and Seattle Shark Club. You got it, partner. Thanks, Bobby. Zia, that is Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta. Live racing May 5th, Northlands Park, portions of our show brought to you by... World Floor coverings, Tell them Oilers now since you receive two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases. World Floor coverings. They know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. We'll come back with this day in Oilers history on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave there's only one place. Proamsports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB or more ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and Hologram, you know it's 100% authentic. Hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Let's go to List and Oilers History. We'll tell you we've opened up 10 more sports Gotten 10 more spots for our trip to Germany and Sweden next fall, courtesy of New West Travel 780 432 7446. Sold out the first 40 spots. We've got 10 more spots that have come available. Ticketing was the issue for the actual games. We're good to go again. New West Travel, it'll be a kicker trip. Brendan, what do you have for us? We go back to uh, 2003, Bob. Game three of the opening round series of the playoffs Oilers and Stars. The Oilers win 3 2. Pisani scored in that game, George the Rock, and Radic Dvorak with the winner. If I recall, George went after Darian Hatcher a couple times in that game. I predicted on the other station at the time that the Oilers would lose that series, I believe in six games. And it's one of the rare occasions when I actually got something right. I think I'm like at 0.3% all time in, uh, in the prediction business. Again, we've got uh, 10 new spots open uh, for next year's Oilers Roadie to Europe. We'll have lots of fun events around that as well in Germany and Speed. And you can uh, check that out, New West Travel, 780432 7446 or online, newwestravel.com. travel.com. should mention that the best pizza in the city is still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona, 48-plus years. Royal Pizza still making a great stop for recommendations, the Mediterranean chicken visit royalpizza.ca for a location nearest you all right what's coming up tonight on inside sports with reed wilkins rob brown is on okay bill peters will be on as well i know we have him on monday oh but uh, he's on with reed tonight we had him booked yesterday but with all the stuff going on we had to move him right bill's gonna be a busy guy uh there's i think there's gonna be some teams interested in bill oh absolutely right he's he's a heck of a calgary what's going on there calgary dallas who knows oh yeah dallas Keep an eye on Dallas for Bill Peters, uh, John Paddock as well. Pat's head coach on tonight with Reed Wilkins. All right, there you have it, uh, John Paddock, uh, Regina Pats hosting the upcoming uh, Memorial Cup. Uh, up next, the 6:30 Chad News Weather Traffic Update. Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Uh, this is my first weekend off in nine months. Unfortunately, I won't be going outside too much.
1: offer brought to you by digitex office solutions north america wide yeah digitex does that d-i-g-i-t-e-x dot ca on oilers radio six thirty. 30 chad